Welcome to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood. I'm Gene Natale, co-founder and CEO of Troutwood. It's a complex world out there. It seems to take forever. There is disappointment, which is natural. Resilience is about hope. I wouldn't bet against us. Most of our ideas come from just listening. Ask a courageous question. It feels good to be able to do something positive for people. You are a force multiplier. Today's episode, we're going to talk about student loans. Rachel's going to be joining us. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Gene. Thanks for having me. Well, and Rachel, some of our listeners might know, some might not, that you and I first met when you enrolled in a personal finance course that I teach at the University of Pittsburgh. Yes, I did. I think that might be the first college course that I took that I really didn't know anything that I was getting into. <laughs> We're going to talk about why did you take, was that three years ago now? Oh, way more than or that. Four, four years ago. Okay. I know. I guess it is four. I thought it was five, but I think you're right. I think it's four. So we're going to talk about your perspective because you are a great student. I can say that. Um, we're going to talk about your perspective in school and student loans and how they differ now that you're out of school. But I want to shed a light to our audience on how important this conversation is. I do a fair number of one-on-one conversations like this with college students um, who have financial questions, fears, concerns. Student loans is the number one first question they ask. It is the number one fear, even for students who have credit card debt, because that number tends to be so small compared to the student loans. So it's a big deal topic, Rachel, and I'm excited to, to dive in with you. Yeah, I think it's at the forefront of every student who has debt. I think, I think it's at the forefront of their mind. Um, and I think that the biggest thing is just you're always aware of what you don't know. Um, so that's the scariest part. Even if you don't know, it's just scary not knowing what you don't know, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. We've talked in past episodes about you know a silly, simple analogy. If the lights are off in the basement, your mind makes you think it's scary, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You turn the lights on and it's not scary. So let's turn the lights on to student loans. Rachel, I want to understand, and I, I did get to have the privilege of hearing your questions and how insightful they were back in the classroom. I want to understand, go back in time. Let's even go before you and I met. What was your understanding of student loans when you signed student loan agreements in high school? Um, I think my understanding was just that they were a necessary evil. Um maybe evils too, too dark of a word, but they were something that it wasn't, it wasn't like I was excited to go into student debt, but I was really excited for college. And I just thought that that was part of the picture. Um, so I didn't necessary start, means to an end per se, exactly. necessary means to accomplishing a goal. Yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't scared at that point. Um, I don't think the fear crept in until graduation started getting closer. Um, and then it, the repayment became more real to me. You met, you say that you didn't have fear when you signed the student loans, but they would have been at that time, that would have been the biggest legal financial document you'd ever touched. <laughs> yeah, but it was also one of those things that, you know, everyone was doing. I think I was more scared that I wouldn't get into college than I was scared about paying it. 
Um, it sounds silly now, but that's what was on my mind. It was just like, I'll figure out the money later. I just want to, like, this is what I need to achieve my goals. And if loans are a part of it, then yeah, I'll, I'll get to that when it comes to it. Rachel, I'm curious. Um, when you were thinking about these student loans and, and to that point, I was more nervous about not getting into college than I was about repaying student loans. Did you care about the dollar amount of student loans or it was just the path? And if it was a 10,000 versus a 20,000 versus a 30,000, it was the way you were going to get to college. Yeah. Um, I think that one was really subjective for me too, because a lot of like the local colleges that were near my hometown that would have been a cheaper way or a less expensive way for me to get a degree, they didn't offer um, speech language pathology, which is what I wanted to do. So I had to look at some of these bigger schools anyway. Um, and when I was comparing the larger schools that I wanted to go to that had the degree that I wanted, comparing those to each other wasn't, um, it wasn't as distinct as it would have been if I had compared like my local community college or something closer that was less expensive. So again, I think I got in the mindset of this is what it costs. So that's what I'm going to have to do. It's almost like when you go to the mechanic and he tells you that like something crazy with your car is wrong and it's your transmission and it's super expensive. It kind of just feels like, well, I don't know enough to know how much it should cost. So I guess this is just, this is what people do. Um, so yeah, I just went off to college excited about the degree and I put the the other stuff on the back burner. I'm going to ask um, our team to write down a question for the next episode, Rachel, because part two of this series is going to be your perspective after school. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm really intrigued by this concept of it was a means to an education because in hindsight, you now know the difference between a 20,000 or a 30,000. There's consequence to each of those mm -hmm. where, you know, 18 year old high school student. Yes. I just got to get to college. Uh, so we're going to we'll ask Aruj and Maggie, Chris, and write that down for, for the next. I want to understand the fear side because it sounds like you were more focused from kind of right out of high school through the early years of college. You were more focused on the college experience. When did the fears start to kick in and why? So junior year of college of my undergraduate degree is when your advisors or, you know, your friends, if anybody's going for a four-year degree, that's the year that you decide what you're going to do next. Am I going to, am I going to go on for more school? Am I going to graduate and try to get a job? Um, but yeah, that junior year, which is when I decided to enroll in the personal finance class is when everybody around me was also making the decision of, you know, now I need to kind of integrate myself in the real world. Um, and I think that's when the debt hit me that, if I'm going to go on for yet another couple years of school, which I had to, to get my degree, I'm not going to be making money for at least another two years. So I'm going to be getting even more debt. And then it just kind of all hit me at once. Um, and yeah, I think I, I've said um, before on the podcast that it was actually one of my student advisors that said, why don't you take a personal finance class? Um, this professor is really well recommended and, um, yeah, I just went into it and I took it very seriously, um, which I think was probably the first time too that I sat down, I looked at what 
was like my next option. And I thought about money as a factor in my future. Rachel, in class, you had the courage to ask questions that most students chose to approach me after class and ask. Why do you think that was? Like, what gave you, what made you raise your hand and say, Gene, I, I have to know the answer to this question? Uh, I may, maybe it's just my personality and maybe it's a combination of our personalities together. I did come to trust you. It definitely wasn't like the first or second week that I was brave <laughs> enough to raise my hand. It was probably week three or four. Um, but I think also part of it was that I felt like everyone in the class already knew more than me. Oh, that is such a common misconception. I, Because I <laughs> promise you in hindsight, that's not the case, right? Everyone came in looking to learn and it was just who was brave enough to ask questions. Yeah, I did notice a few times after I finally was brave enough to answer, like ask a question that when I did, everybody else's ears perked up too. It wasn't like everyone was like rolling their eyes and just waiting for you to answer my silly question. Everybody was like, hmm, uh, actually, yeah, I might, I might want to know that too. Um, so in the end, I was happy that, you know, I got my answer myself, but it was interesting to see some of the, you know, the right side of the classroom, which for some reason, all the finance majors sat over there, even some of their mm -hmm. ears perked up too. So Rachel, you went the, the path, you, you signed your student loans as a senior in high school, mm -hmm. you signed them and, and don't let me put words in your mouth. Correct me if I misspeak. You signed them being, viewing them as a necessary means to get your degree, your college education, which you viewed as important and Absolutely. necessary in the career that you had selected of speech pathology. Mm -hmm. Kind of signed it, forgot about it for a couple of years, junior year, you take this, you, your advisor says it's time that we start looking at what this means. Mm -hmm. That's when the, oh no, now, now some fears came in because all of a sudden what you did at that point, two and a half years ago, three years ago had just become real. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I thought I was going to get a great job, which I ended up, I got a great job, but it doesn't mean that like, you know, they don't set up loans in such a way that what, however much your degree costs is going to be less than what you're going to start making. Um, and I think that was a weird assumption that I had too. I just thought, well, if I get a good job, then I'm not going to have to worry about my loans either. Um, so that was another misconception that I had going into it that I think once I started looking at other people applying for jobs, I was like, well, I have a lot of debt. I wonder like what my ratio is going to be. Um, and that was the biggest thing was just me finally understanding what I owed and like where I to actually find that information. You, when you ultimately went to ask questions junior year, where did you go for questions? First I asked you um, and you kind of shot the question back to me and you were sort of like, well, I can't, I can't help you unless you know your whole financial picture. And that was another eye opener to me that I couldn't just tell you how much I owed. I was like, I don't even know where to go to find this. Um, Rachel, so that is so common. Any college students listening right now? In fact, I'll be so every single one-on-one -on -one I've done this calendar year, the students who I've, I've met with didn't know their student loan. So you're not alone in that. So that, I think yeah. there's great to raise awareness to when you ask for help. Fantastic. But, but come prepared to or at least know where to look to know your total dollar amount. Yeah, I didn't even know that we had like a financial aid office. I mean, I know that I got emails from something called financial aid at Pitt 
or this or that. Um, but I didn't realize how like wealthy of a resource that was to me. I think I, after I talked to you and you asked me to like give you a full picture of my loans, I emailed my financial aid office and they set up a meeting with me in like two days. They got me in the door and they were nothing but helpful. Um, and I think that might have been the scariest point for me was just deciding that I wanted to, you know, like pull the curtain or go down the dark basement steps and turn the light on. Um, but once I was just kind of met with open arms, that was, um, it was just a great feeling to know at least that I wasn't alone. Well, we have a, there's a question in the chat. How easy is it to ask questions? I think that differs per individual, and but per you question. found, well, and after you asked it, you found out it's really easy, right? The, the hard part is getting over the hurdle to ask the question. Once you open yeah. that door to the financial, because if I remember correctly, Rachel, the advisor you were working with offered to come in and speak to class. And did, yeah. Didn't she say, Rachel, if you have anyone, I will talk to anyone who I can help out. Yeah, she did. She was like, if, yeah, if there was, like you said, if there was anyone else in the class that had the same questions as me, she's like, I want to be in there. I want to be helping you guys. Like, just let me know when I can come. Um, yeah, I, unfortunately, I think that most of the class was still too scared to ask the questions, but I really do wish that going back that we had made it happen. Um, and I think they are starting, like we had the last podcast with Panther Forward. I think they're starting to become more integrated with the student body, which is just great. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, 2020 hindsight, I just wish I would have done it sooner. Well, this podcast will help. We've covered your initial, the kind of that path from high school to junior year when you and I met. We're going to pause here. And then our next episode, we're going to talk about everything you've learned since, because I do view student loans as a two-part conversation. Mm -hmm. Independent of what you knew at the time, you signed a legal obligation as a high school senior. Fact. And you, as a junior in college, then opened that door and began to explore what it means and create a plan to repay it, which we'll tease. You, you, they're obviously, we're, the student loans are in deferment now, but you built that plan, Rachel. So you were able to graduate with confidence. Um, but you took steps that candidly not many students are doing. So I'm hopeful that students can learn from your experiences here. Um, I enjoyed the part where the fears crept in and then having the courage to ask questions. Uh, Rachel, I'm going to give you the final word here, but I have two strong conclusions uh, listening to you that I'd like to share with our audience. The first big, bold letters, do not be afraid to ask questions ever. Uh, and then a second, because of how you answered the question on why you went down the student loan path, I, I just want to be clear saying, and this is not specific to you, Rachel, this is to our broader audience, college is not for everyone. Uh, to young people and maybe a high school classroom or parents, grandparents listening to this, college is not for everyone, and that is okay. Rachel, I want to push to you for the, the final comments in this episode. Um, you know, what, what would you say to your younger self with what you know now a few years uh, out of college? Yeah, I, I mean, I keep hearing you say, don't be afraid to ask the question. And I think just as a follow-up to that, don't be afraid of the answer either. I think that is what held me back from asking the question is that I didn't, 
even if I had the courage to go and talk to somebody, I was so scared of what they were going to tell me that I just thought that it was better not to know. Um, but yeah, going back, it's, it's always better to know. It's always better to have a plan. And if you thought that you were scared before, I promise that your anxiety is going to go down as soon as, as soon as you get the answer, even if it's not a great answer, at least it's, it's, it's knowing and it's not something that's still in the dark. Rachel, we do have a, there's a comment in chat that I think shows uh, even the, the, the way that you answered that first question with college being the means, the question is, what do you mean by college is not for everyone? Uh, and, and I think if we're having that conversation, in a high school classroom versus a college classroom, we'll have two very different dialogues with those two mm -hmm. very different audiences. There is a ton of pressure to go for college. I am not anti-education. Um, I am cognizant personally that there are great careers that do not require a college education and that they absolutely deserve a seat at the table in the conversation as young people explore whether a college or a career path is for them because we are each unique and that answer will be different for every individual. Yeah, and if it's if it's not clear so far, I'm I'm not working as a speech language pathologist right now. <laughs> so um, even though college was a great experience for me, I could be doing what I'm doing now without it. That That's a great way to end this episode and we'll start there next week because you did talk about this path to speech path and as many of our listeners know you are a product specialist at troutwood a fintech company founded out of carnegie mellon okay. uh, so it's a very different a different uh, end result yeah well thanks so much gene uh, rachel thank you for joining us thank you for tuning in to watching trees grow a podcast by troutwood